We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, back for part three, final part of today's midweek rundown. Going to talk a little recruiting, and we're going to do a lot more of this as we get into the offseason. And I'm going to look at the secondary class and a couple reasons for that. Number one is Ryan's going to have an interview with one of the top targets in the secondary class on Friday. And Notre Dame just got a commitment from a a secondary player. And so I'm going to dive into those topics and and discuss sort of what I want to see uh, in that class and what, or not what I want to see, but what I like about that class and, and the importance of that class. Number one, Notre Dame has upped their secondary recruiting in a big way in recent seasons, beginning at cornerback from the minute Mike Mickens has arrived. I mean, his first cornerback class was a good class. It isn't quite panned out in some areas. Philip Riley didn't pan out. Ryan Barnes has dealt with some things and he hasn't quite panned out. Uh, Chance Tucker has been a, been a solid player. I mean, if Chance Tucker wasn't dealing with some, some really talented younger players, he could play for Notre Dame. He's, he's a good football player. Uh, Ryan Barnes, same kind of deal. And you come out the next year, you, you even better corner class. You get Benjamin Morrison, Jade Mickey. You follow that up with Christian Gray and Micah Bell. You follow that up with Leonard Moore, who I think is an outstanding player. Carson Hobbs, you know, had a, had a, a really nice senior season. He's a guy that, that brings some ability. So cornerback recruiting has really taken a step up. And they're in a position now where they can just kind of pick who they want. There's there's not a need thing anymore. I, I, they do want a third cornerback in this class, in this 2025 class, because you have had two, 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 and two the last three years. And I, I think there's, with them wanting to kind of have some corners that can play nickel as well as some safeties that can play nickel, I think they'd prefer corners that can play nickel, to be completely honest with you. If you can find like a bigger, stronger corner, to play that position. That's why I want Jade and Mickey to move there so bad. I really want Jade and Mickey to move there. But there's some players that can 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 play that. And and so I just think the n- numbers-wise, I think this is the year they'd really like a third corner. And so I, I fully expect them to pursue three corners in this class. And uh, you know, and and there's also, I think when you when you have a little bit more depth at corner, you can do different types of nickels. You can have a bigger nickel, like a Thomas Harper type. Um, like a Clarence Lewis type, a Cree Thomas type guy like that, or, uh, you know, a cover safety like an Ivan Taylor, if you're able to land him, 
Uh, you also could have more of a pure cover corners when you're playing teams like Ohio State. That's like a Devin Williams type of guy. Uh, it's another reason I, I think Jaden Mickey <clears throat> would fit really well there in that particular look. Uh, three is the number that Notre Dame is shooting for at corners class. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I've already got one in Cree Thomas. Uh, Cree Thomas is a kid I like a lot. I know I know Ryan talked about him. We're going to w- w- just watch a little bit of film of some of these guys as I'm talking. Not all of them. But Cree Thomas is interesting, and I, and I, you know, I know there's a lot of stuff about well, you know, he's a, a teammate of Benjamin Morrison and and those type of things, and that's why they're going after him. I think that's just more coincidence. I don't think in any way, shape, form, or fashion that Notre Dame is recruiting ben, uh, Cree Thomas because he's a teammate of of Benjamin Morrison. This is a guy that that I've I've been told by sources Mike Mickens fell in love with very early on. Why? Number one, big, tall, long kid. A lot of things that he liked about Benjamin Morrison, he does like about Cree Thomas, I believe. You know, longer kid, instinctive, smooth, fluid. He's a different type of athlete than Benjamin, but a lot of the intangibles are similar to what Benjamin had. Work ethic, uh, football IQ, ball skills, you know, physical for his size and his age. And then so to the point where this past year, as you're seeing, all these highlights from Cree Thomas are of him playing safety because out of necessity, they moved him to safety as a junior at Brophy Prep in Phoenix. And, and so there's a lot to like about him. Uh, I think he's a guy that the what I, one thing I really like about Cree is I think he's a very young-looking athlete. I think he's a guy that's going to get to college and see a jump in speed. 
I think he's a guy that also is going to kind of fill out that frame really nicely. And he's a guy that I believe has the potential to play all five positions in the secondary field corner, boundary corner, nickel corner, safety for field safety, boundary safety. He's better at some than others. I think as a pure corner, I like him better as the field corner where he can kind of drive downhill, tackle, be rangy, you know, do a lot of things that Cam Hart can do. I, I, I think he can play boundary. I think boundaries would would definitely not be none my number one corner spot for him. I just don't know if he has quite the long speed necessary to be a a, a really dynamic boundary corner the way that Benjamin Morrison can be, and the way that uh, that uh, I believe Christian Gray can be. But I like a lot about what Cree Thomas brings to the table. He's also a willing hitter, which is something that I like as well. Uh, he's not a thumper, but he's a willing hitter. He's a solid tackler, as you can see there. He's got a lot of natural strength. Uh, I graded Cree Thomas as a four-star player. I know that he's a three-star. We've been down this road before. I, I like the kid. I think he brings a lot of trace to the table. And the fact that you have a kid that has a starting caliber player at a place like Notre Dame, at a safety and corner, or I should say corner and safety, because corners where Notre Dame likes the most, it, it, it's, it's invaluable. Guys like that are invaluable. And that's where one of just the many things I like about Cree Thomas. So I really like that pickup. I know Wisconsin pushed for him hard. Oregon was on him for a little bit, but Wisconsin really tried to make a hard run at him. And Notre Dame beat uh, beat the Badgers for him. So really like the pickup of Cree Thomas. think he brings a lot to the table. So then you look at, okay, what's next at cornerback for Notre Dame? As I mentioned, they're, they'd like to get three corners in this class. And right now, there are uh, three guys on the board. And, and I think Notre Dame is in a situation where you give me two of those three, and and I feel very good about where Notre Dame is in the in the 2023-25 class. The guy I want to begin with first and foremost, I'm going to talk about an in-state kid. Uh, that would be Mark Zachary. I, I've come to really like Mark Zachary uh, quite a bit as a player. He's one of those guys that was like sort of a grow-on-me type of guy. Uh, didn't I wasn't necessarily blown away by him initially. I liked his film initially, but it wasn't just like when I watched Benjamin Morrison's film, I was just like, wow, this guy, this guy's special. This guy's got some really big time ability. It was more about, yes, yeah, he's a good football player. And then just the more you watch him, the more you watch him, you're like, you know, there's 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 something to this kid that maybe I didn't I didn't appreciate or recognize effectively enough at the beginning as well. And, you know, came out as a junior, got a little bit stronger, got faster. He's very dynamic. He was a, a big play guy on both sides of the ball. He's got a body type that reminds me a lot of Benjamin Morrison physically. He's like in the Christian Gray, Benjamin Morrison frame type of, type of player, uh, which you obviously like. And he's a guy that's got some instincts. He plays a lot of press coverage. He's a very patient guy. He's got to work on his transitions. They can be a, a little stiff at times, but I think that's more of a footwork thing. But he's a very instinctive cornerback, uh, moves very well at the position, and and uh, he's an in-state kid, right? And when you look at him, he's got an Ohio State offer. He's got a Georgia offer. He's got a Michigan offer. There's a reason for that. And, you know, 247 ranks him as a top 100 player. Rivals ranks him as a top 200 player. I definitely think he's a top 150 player. I've not graded his junior film yet, so – I'm still going off sophomore film, and on sophomore film, he was in that top 150 range for me. So there's a lot to like about Mark Zachary. He's a guy that I know – he's another guy that that from very early on, I was told Mike Mickens was very high on this kid. Just reminded a lot of the kids he'd get at Cincinnati. 
you know, he wasn't ranked super high at the time, but just a football player, man, just a smart, instinctive, tough football player that was smooth and fluid and just had a high football IQ. And I do believe that the Notre Dame staff views him as a guy that's that's got another gear in him when you get him into the, the college strength program. So Mark Zachary is definitely a guy that is a priority recruit for the Notre Dame coaching staff at cornerback. So he he's one that you could see him um, uh, kind of really making a push, uh, them making a push for him to try to seal that deal sooner rather than later. But they, they've got to close because there's other big-time schools after him. Third cornerback that I want to talk about, the next cornerback I want to talk about is Devin Williams. He's another player that Notre Dame likes a lot. He is a, sick, a slot cornerback, or projects as a slot cornerback, could also play field cornerback from Buford, Georgia. Very talented player. One of the more smooth players you're going to see in this class. He's not the biggest guy. When you look at Devin Williams, you're like, man, it's just not a, not a real big guy. He's like five, he's listed at 5'11. I don't think he's 5'11. He's maybe 5'10, 5'10 and a half. He's 165 pounds, you know, but there's a reason Bama and Auburn and Tennessee and Florida State and Notre Dame have all offered Devin Williams. He is a really, really talented cover guy. Uh, very fluid, very smooth, uh, instinctive, physical for his size, more than willing tackler, can really run. He can really run. But when you watch Devin Williams at first, you may not you know, depending on what your your prowess is as a film evaluator, you may not see how fast he is at first because he's so smooth. Like he's not one of those like really like Micah Bell's like explosive. It's like boom, like as soon as he moves, there's like a suddenness to it. Devin Williams is more of that real smooth, fast guy where you're like, that guy's not doesn't look like he's really running that hard, but he's like step for step with that four four guy. What what's up with that? Because he's just so smooth. Everything is easy, physically easy for Devin Williams. So uh, he's another talented player that Notre Dame really likes and uh, and a guy that I really like as well. He he projects more as, like I said, a nickel corner to me. I think that's a fit for him. And and when I say nickel corner, nickel corner is not a, a rotation player. As we found out this year with Thomas uh, Thomas Harper and last year with Tariq Bracey, it's basically a starter. Uh, but he's not just a nickel. Now, he's going to have to get stronger to kind of play the field position or the boundary position. But he's got some ability to play those positions, no doubt about it, especially the field position where he can kind of protect his size a little bit with some safety help and some different things. But he's a really good football player. Now, I think Devin Williams is going to be hard to get out of South, but he likes Notre Dame a lot. He's been he's made two trips up to Notre Dame, I believe. Loves Mike Mickens. Absolutely loves Mike Mickens. The only reason Notre Dame is even in this one is because the guy kid loves Mike Mickens, and Mike Mickens has done a great job. So He's another player that I look at and say he's a guy to keep an eye on. So he that is corner number two of the uncommitted players. And then the third guy, this is one of my favorite players in the class. I'm just going to be honest with you. That I'm going to talk next about Dallas Golden. And I don't know how many of you have seen Dallas Golden play, but this kid is an outstanding football player. Dallas Golden is a kid, in my opinion, at the next level, could be a power five player at corner, at nickel, at safety, at running back, as a slot running back, or as a or as a wide receiver. This kid is one of the best pure football players in the entire country. His ranking profile is 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 good. It's not where it should be, in my opinion. He's ranked in the top hundred by on three and two four seven sports. He's ranked number one forty nine by ESPN. Rivals has him as an unranked four star recruit. 
this to me is a is a top 50 football player in my opinion i think dallas golden is an absolute stud uh good size 511 180 185 he's combination of explosive and smooth he does a little bit of both you see him there look at the patience he shows on that play he is not fooled at all by the fake that they're trying to do to him he's just a really smart heady player yeah work on your footwork just a smart heady player sniffs it all out just a really instinctive football player but he's athletic he's physical He's just uh, – I love guys that are two-way players. I've told you all this before. He plays at Berkeley Prep in Tampa. Uh, kid is just, to me, just a special talent. I mean, you see a lot of highlights on offense. He plays receiver. He plays running back. He plays quarterback. It's like wildcat-type quarterback. But he does a little bit of everything. But I just love the athleticism. Uh, just a really dynamic football player, in my opinion. Good body control, great hips. That's a, This is against Tampa Plant. He can run. He's physical. I mean, honestly, guys, I mean, you, you remember how fired up I was about Benjamin Morrison. I don't know that Dallas Golden is quite the corner, pure corner that Benjamin Morrison is. He's still got a lot to learn as a pure corner. But just as far as potential, he's got a big-time ability. And, again, he could be a nickel. He could be a field guy. He's got boundary potential. He could play safety. Uh, he, can play, he can return kicks. I mean, this kid can do a lot of things, a lot of things. And I know he likes Notre Dame a lot. I don't know quite where Notre Dame is right now. I'd say if 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 he had, if he was to or at least a top five, I would fully expect Notre Dame to be in it. I would argue that Notre Dame is would probably even be in his top three at this point in time. But it's it's going to be you got to close. There's a lot of work to be done. There he's playing around. Look at that. Look at that juke move. I, I mean that's just that's just an instinctive football player. I mean yes, it's like that. I mean just the explosiveness, the burst. Uh, that guy's a really, really good football player. So Devin Dallas Golden is another one of my absolute favorites in this class. Absolutely love him as a football player. Uh, I like him at corner. I know some teams are looking at him as a safety. I know Notre Dame likes him as a corner, but you can't dismiss the fact that this kid can be a starter at multiple positions. I mean, and if if down the road in three or four years you're starting safeties. Are are him and and Ivan Taylor? You've got one of the best cover tandems in the country at safety, but I, again, I still like him as a corner. I, I really do. I just look at those feet. Those are. I think that's isn't that Sean Savoyano that he just made that move on? I could not. I could be wrong on it. No, he's not fifty two, but um, really love what Dallas Golden brings to the table. So you guys had a chance to watch him. It's a really really good football player. That's it for the course. I'm going to break down. Uh, somebody mentioned Kevin Humes right now. I think, I think with Cree Thomas in the class, I, I don't know that Kevin Humes is as big of a priority for Notre Dame. Now I think their focus is now uh, from what I understand, their focus is now on Mark Zachary, uh, Devin Williams and Dallas golden. I think that's where Notre Dame's focus is going to be right now and trying to get two of those guys. And that's, that's where you, you get two of those three guys and you're, you're, you're set, you're loaded. I mean, that, that could end up being the best cornerback class they've had so far because you have that third player. Uh, if you get a Dallas Golden and a Cree Thomas, that's an excellent corner class as a one-two. If you get Devin Williams and Cree Thomas, same thing. If you get Mark Zachary and Cree Thomas, it's a really good corner tandem. But if you can get three, if you can get two of those three left to go with Cree Thomas, you've got a truly special cornerback class, in my opinion. And now you've stacked them up four years in a row of really good cornerback classes. And so I'm I'm excited to see what this group – and you want to talk about just how – how fast this stuff is. Think about this. This 25 class, when they show up, 
Benjamin Morrison's probably gone. And it just what something Brandon just said made me think of that. But Benjamin Morrison's probably in the NFL or going into the draft when this class shows up. So it's going to be good to have that influx of talent after you lose Cam Hart this year, potentially lose Benjamin Morrison next year. It'd be really nice to have that three-man influx of talent if you can get two of those three guys. Really, really, really need to get two of those three guys. Uh, my personal preference is Dallas Golden and one of the other two. That's my personal preference because I think that, uh, that I think he's a really, really talented player. But um, we just we just got to see kind of how how it all plays out right now. Um, Rope, hold on a second. Um, that's where I, with corner. That's where Notre Dame is with corner class right now. I'm going to move over to the safety class. Uh, no, Ryan is going to be interviewing Ivan Taylor here in a couple days. Notre Dame safety class right now, needs-wise, uh, we we will have – hopefully we're going to try to get Jadon Blair on the show at some point in time. Ethan Long's another player that Ryan has interviewed. Uh, really good kids. There's, there's, those are the really the three right now. Let's talk needs. Uh, right now, Notre Dame's desired safety in this class right for now is two. Reason for that is, is you had you have three in the 2024 class with Bronte Johnson, Kennedy Erlacher, who the staff likes a lot, and then Tabron Benny Powell, and and then also in the 23 class, you've got to remember they only signed two, in in Adon Schuler and Ben Minnick, but they also have Luke Talich, and it's looking like he might actually stay at safety for a little bit, um, maybe permanently because of how well he runs and moves, and so you've got uh, you've got him in that class as well, and. He's a, he's, I mean, he's already starting on special teams for Notre Dame as a true freshman. So, you know, Luke Talich is, you have, whether he goes on scholarship or not, I don't know. I'd be shocked if over the next couple of years he's not on scholarship. But how he's viewed by the Notre Dame staff, from what I'm told from my sources, they view him as a scholarship player as far as his development, his potential, how he fits into the depth chart, things along those lines. So they view that as a three man safety class. Then you have a three-man safety class in the 2024 class. So at safety in the 2025 class, right now it's two. Now that could grow depending on how things happen on the current roster. But with guys like with guys like Cree Thomas and Dallas Golden and their potential to play safety if the need is there, I think right now two is going to be the number, barring some changes to un- unexpected changes to the current roster. So there's three guys on the board. And essentially, Notre Dame's going to take the first two of them that want to commit. I've asked this question of people constantly. And there's, you know, they like all three of them. And it's like, there's one guy that I think is the top of the board. There's another guy that's like right below him. But then the third guy's like kind of like right below him. So they're kind of all in that A group. And I won't say who those guys are. Uh, but it's just the point where it's close enough to where all three of them are guys that they like. So right now, the, the the goal is to target two of those three. And if there are some changes to the current roster and some makeup of some other positions, then you could maybe see them uh, expand to three at some point in time. But right now, the goal is two. So we're going to break down those three kids. As I said, it's Ivan Taylor from Florida. You've got Jadon Blair from North Carolina and then Ethan Long from Connecticut. The first player I want to talk about is Ivan Taylor because Ryan's got a story that we're going to publish about him tomorrow. He interviewed him today. Uh, we're going to play that interview on Friday. Ivan has been at Notre Dame's last two home games. Uh, he has talked about making a decision after the season. Uh, Notre Dame's obviously in the running there. They've done a great job with Ivan Taylor so far. They just got to close, right? That's going to be the key. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode of the Irish Breakdown podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you're laying in bed at night with your mind racing a thousand miles per hour and you just can't sleep? Like when you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you get there, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. But let's talk a little bit about Ivan Taylor. I think the first thing that stands out to me in regard to what Ivan Taylor brings to the table is he's almost kind of like a big corner. If Notre Dame was running Clark Lee's defense, or if Notre Dame was running especially if Notre Dame was running Bob Diaco's defense, I would strongly consider having Ivan Taylor being a field corner. I think he covers that well for his position. I do not believe he's an outside cornerback in the Notre Dame defense because I don't think he's like a pure man guy. And those other co- those other teams we talked about, they were more you know quarters, cover two, zone type of situations. And Ivan Taylor could have played that at a very high level. I think he's a good enough cover player to be the nickel, a Thomas Harper type of guy as a nickel. I I do think he brings that kind of coverage ability to the table. I don't, however, want to see him be the nickel because I really think having a cover player in the back end of the safety position that can cover people, can play with great range, that can get to the football, gives you tremendous benefit. And if you want an example, look at Xavier Watts. I mean, that's the role that I see Ivan Taylor fitting into at Notre Dame if they're able to land him in their class. You're talking about a guy that covers a lot of ground, a guy that's very rangy, very smooth and fluid, has some twitchiness to him, but he's also a high football IQ player. And one of the things I loved about Xavier Watts is I praised him, and one of the reasons I loved him coming out and why he's one of the top kids in the class because I was like, guys, this is a kid that start for you on both sides of the ball. Right, This is a guy that brings a lot of versatility. He's a football player. He's a smart football player on top of being athletic. Well, Ivan Taylor is not a two-way player as far as I know. I don't remember seeing any film of him playing on offense. However, the point that I'm making is the instincts, the feel for the game, the football IQ, all those things are that of just a great football player, not just a a, a one-trick, I-do-this I type of guy. Very, very smart football player. But He's also an athletic player. Obviously, the DNA is there. Dad played in the NFL, but he's a rangy guy. He's not the biggest kid in the world, but he's a more than willing hitter, as you see from a lot of these highlights. And as he gets into college and gets stronger, his ability to to be a a hitter like Xavier Watts is going to only increase. But you you talk about losing a guy like Xavier Watts. I love that read, react, and drive. Show about losing a guy like Xavier Watts. 
And how do you replace a guy like Xavier Watts? This is exactly how you do it. Now, Ivan's not going to be here for a couple of years, but I'm talking about replacing this type of this type of player in the offense, a guy that can play over the top, but more so a guy that's just going to drive on routes, the guy that can play man coverage, the guy that can come down and, and, and if you're going to go cover one, you say, hey, put him on the slot, put him on the tight end, put him on the back out of the backfield, and you feel like you have a guy that can flat out and go out and cover those guys. And they just don't have a lot of that on the roster, to be honest with you. They have a lot of true safeties that are more, you know, rangy, thumpers, downhill guys. There's not a lot of guys who can play play over the top and play in the slot and those type of things. You know, I, I think Don Schuler has shown me some of that uh, in limited snaps. I think Bronte Johnson could be kind of, kind of some of that. But a lot of their other guys, Ben Minnick and and um, and and Kennedy Erlacher, they're they're more pure alley safeties, middle of field safeties can do different things, but they're not guys you're going to be bringing down and playing in a ton of ton of man coverage. And Ivan Taylor to me can be that guy. He can be the kind of guy that can come down and not only play in the alleys, but can also cover. I mean, literally be cover one. As we all saw, guys, Notre Dame loves playing man coverage. And yes, that's what Al Golden likes to do. But that's what Marcus Freeman likes to do. So if Al Golden leaves, guess what? The defense isn't going to change much. It's still, at the end of the day, Marcus Freeman's philosophy. And Marcus Freeman likes guys that can cover. Go look at his Cincinnati defenses. Look at his Notre Dame defenses. You need guys that can cover. And Ivan Taylor is, in my opinion, the best pure cover safety that Notre Dame is recruiting. And his ability in coverage is why I think he's a top 50 recruit. You look at the recruiting rankings for Ivan Taylor, he's ranked as the number 35 player in the country by 247 Sports. He's ranked as the number 30 player in the country by ESPN. Uh, on three and rivals have him in the top 200. I think he's a he's definitely a top 100 guy for me. I'd probably hold off and you know say, let me just see a little bit more from senior film uh, to, to put him in a top 50, but the talent is there for by the time he's done to be a top 50 football player. And, and I got to watch the rest of the class, but he could end up being a top 50 guy. I haven't graded him yet, but that's just kind of my gut feel. He's a, he's a borderline top 50 overall national recruit, which is really good and something that they can bring to the table. It's just good kids, a heck of a football player. And, you know, again, the, the, the DNA is there. The, the instincts are there. The, the, the IQ is there just everything you want. And and then he's a Florida kid. That's another part of it, right? Is no, having the ability to go down and get to Florida and get a big time skill player uh, would be huge. It'd be absolutely huge. And look, you, you always worry about kids flipping. I, I worry about every kid potentially flipping, but he's the kind of kid when you think about his background, Ryan's going to have some very interesting stuff to talk about his background down the road and and where his interest in Notre Dame came from and all that kind of stuff. But when you, when you know his family and, and and different things about him and his character, whether it's talking to, you know, coaches around the, the business, whether it's talking to Brian Smith, who's gotten to know him a little bit. You talk to Ryan, who's gotten to know him. You're like, this is a this is a really interesting kid. This is a Notre Dame kid. This is a kid that you're like, now you understand why he likes Notre Dame so much because he's just he's just a different kind of cat. He he's smart. He's he he's thoughtful. Um, academics matter to him, but also being a great football player matters to him. And he's one of those kids that says, Hey, I can be a great student and a great football player and, and do all of it. And Ivan, Ivan Taylor certainly fits that mold. Just watch a couple more clips here before I move on to the last couple guys. All right. Let's talk about the next safety on the board. Uh, Love Ivan Taylor. My, my, I'll tell you the guy that I think has the highest safety, uh, the high, excuse me, the highest ceiling of any safety on the board for me is Jadon Blair. 
love this kid's film. Now he's a bit more raw. He's going to need a little bit more work in my opinion, you know, technically, cause he's kind of long and, and uh, you know, he's going to have to get more physical, a little bit more fit, like not physical, stronger. There's just a lot more work there with him, but the talent is outstanding. In my opinion, you're talking about a long rangy kid that can play center field uh, that can come down the alleys. I mean, a lot of people are going to compare him to Kyle Hamilton. I think they're a little different in my opinion, but the height is there. And, you know, I, uh, boy, there's, there's a lot to like about this kid. I I view this kid as a, uh, if Notre Dame just wants to play cover one and have this kid playing center field and let him roam center field, I think he's going to be super disruptive because he covers a lot of ground. I don't know what his 40 time is, but remember Kyle Hamilton had a very, a very, um, uh, very shaky 40 time as well. We just covered a lot of ground. Like that play right there is exactly what I'm talking about. Like it doesn't look like he's running fast just because he's so long, but just look how much ground he covers in a hurry. He just beats other guys in the football that are closer than he was when they, when they took all the football. That's a, that's just a rangy kid. And he arrives with a lot of force. Uh, I saw Brandon's comment about iffy on the film, the sophomore film I'm with you on, Brandon, the junior film was really, really good. He took a big jump, as my opinion, as a junior. Just a really rangy kid, willing hitter, smart player, gets his hands on the football a ton. I think he was named the defensive player in his league, which means there's production there. This kid's got a lot of ability. And, and he was very much a low-floor, high-ceiling guy as a sophomore. I think his ceiling for me took a big jump as a junior. And uh, that's one of the things that, that that Brandon, to me, made him jump up for me is because I saw a kid who's a little more fluid as a junior. I see a kid that's more instinctive as a junior. I see a kid that's stronger at the football as a junior. And a kid whose overall game just took a big jump. And, I mean, you're watching the junior film here now, Brandon. And I'm telling you, man, this kid, this kid's really good, really good football player. For me, this is just my opinion. I, I don't know what Notre Dame stance is, but to me – uh, Jadon Blair's a take him no matter what guy. Let's just say hypothetically that that Ivan Taylor and Ethan Long commit to Notre Dame before Jadon Blair. And you're saying, hey, two is the number. I'm still taking Jadon Blair. Jadon Blair and Ivan Taylor are commit no matter what guys. And and I like Ethan Long. He's a good football player. But to me, these two guys just have higher ceilings, in my opinion. Ethan Tom, Ethan Long has a much higher floor. But I think Jadon has a much higher ceiling, as you can see here. I mean, just I love look, and I like how low he gets too. Like he plays with good pad level for a six four kid, because uh, because he's very very tall. But uh, I love the ability, and you can see that he's going to get his hands on balls that other kids just can't get his his hands on because he doesn't have to be quite as in good a position of coverage because he's so tall. We saw this. With, we see this with Cam Hart. You know that that the not just the 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 not just the height. But the length, he's got long arms. He's got a huge, huge radius, and he's very his his um, ability to get to the football, as I said, is very, very impressive. So Jadon Blair, now he he's another interesting guy. Uh, likes Notre Dame a lot. He's been up to Notre Dame quite a bit, but I don't believe he's necessarily in decision making mode. His ranking is all over the place. On three has the number twenty eight player in the country. Two four seven has the number one seventy nine. ESPN as a number 296. 
my I haven't graded him. My gut as a junior, I graded or sophomore I graded him. He was a top uh, 150 guy, very close to being a top 100 guy just because of the tools. But a lot of the rawness of him was kind of why I had him down below a little bit. But his junior film to me really jumped him up to where I'll be shocked if he's not a top 100 guy when I grade him again. He took a big jump for me. He was one of my biggest risers in the class. Uh, re- really, really like what I've seen from Jadon Blair in this class. And now, again, Florida State's after him. Penn State's after him. There's a lot of really – LSU has offered him. There's a, and, and his offer list to me is only going to grow. My hope is that Notre Dame can close on him. I think he likes Notre Dame a lot. I think his dad likes Notre Dame a lot. But I also think he likes other schools. And Notre Dame's going to have to, you know, kind of convince him of the vision of like the ideal scenario to me. And and again, I'd take all three of them if I could. Um, personally, I would take three safeties. I would take Ethan Long as well. But if I'm Notre Dame, I'm selling Jadon Blair on the vision of, listen, we've got Ivan Taylor. If you can get Ivan, if you know, this is our dream class as you and Ivan, because Ivan's a, can play the slot. He can he can cover. He can play the alleys. You know, he can play a lot of man coverage. You can do all those things as well, but man, we we have not had an impact center fielder on the defense that can just be rangy and and pick off passes and get pass breakups and then and then come downhill when you're in four down. We haven't had that guy, and you can be that guy, and we need that kind of guy, and and that would be my sales pitch to Jadon Blair and how him and Ivan Taylor are really different players. They're very different players. And and I think he's a guy that has a chance to, you know, kind of come in and, and be a very unique player for Notre Dame. And I would sell him on that. Like, you guys are a great compliment. Like, if we could land both of you guys somehow, whoo, you know, you're, you're, we're going to come in and be a very dynamic football team and, and a very impactful football team in the secondary. And, you know, we can do a lot of different things with you. I wouldn't necessarily pitch him on using him like Kyle Hamilton. Because I think that they're a little different, and and uh, where Kyle Hamilton was more a pure rangy alley guy, I think I think Jadon can play center field and just play cover one. And you think you're throwing an outside go route. Next thing you know, like how the heck did he get from there to there and pick that pass off? You know, those are all things that I think he can absolutely do and and play at a high level. Last guy I'm going to talk about is Ethan Long. Ethan Long's another player that I like a lot. He's a he's a little bit different than those other guys. Um, he's actually seen his ranking jump up a little bit this year. Rivals recently jumped him up as a four-star. They ranked him as a number 158 player in the country. On three and two, four, seven, still have him as a three-star. I think he is a four-star football player. Uh, I like Ethan Long. I think he's got good size. He's instinctive. He's smooth. He's not a real explosive guy. He's not a guy to me that's going to come in and run like a 4-3, low 4-4. But he's a kid that's a better athlete. He's more smooth than he is explosive. Uh, he's But the thing about Ethan Long that you have to understand is whatever he might lack in just pure, raw speed, he makes up for as being one of the most instinctive, d- disruptive playmaking cornerbacks that you're going to find in the class. I mean, in high school, people just do not throw at him. It's just it's it's crazy how much people avoid him. And when he's still able to put up the numbers he's been able to put up, even with people just avoiding him, a kid's a good football player. And I, I think he his ceiling isn't quite as high as the other two kids, uh, Ivan Taylor and Jadon Blair. 
but his floor might be as high as Ivan Taylor's. I really think it could be. Uh, he's got that kind of feel. He's he's a kid that, to me, as long as he can fill out the next couple of years, has the football IQ and the overall athletic package to come in and help you out right away. And that's the thing I love about this safety group that I'm talking about. I think all of them have the tools that over the next year and a half can be guys can come in and compete early for playing time. I think Jadon Blair, if he f- continues to fill out like I think he will, can be a guy that can help out right away. And then Ivan Taylor definitely can be a guy that could come out and potentially help out right away. So uh, really love that three-man group. I believe their name is going to target two of those three right now, um, which kind of puts a little bit of pressure on those guys. Like if you want to be at Notre Dame, you better jump on board and 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 get get on board because there, there may not be enough room at the end, so to speak, if they don't get there. So that, everybody, is going to be it for the breakdown of the 2025 safety DB class. Look, Brian Smith has talked about this in the past. I believe this. I've talked about this in the past. If you want to be a truly elite defense, you need to have a great secondary. And just a perfect example, look at this year's Notre Dame defense. This is not the best defensive line Notre Dame has had in the last 10 years. It's not even the top three of defensive lines that Notre Dame has had. They're not great sackers. They're not real super disruptive with a bunch of tackles for loss. They're not in the same league, in my opinion, as like the 2018 defensive line or the 2012 defensive line or the 2015 defensive line or honestly, even the 2020 defensive, 2021 defensive line that had Foskey was so good and Jason Adamiola had a good year and you had his brother and you had Kurt Heinisch had a really good year. You had Myron Howard Cross was part of the rotation. Riley Mills was part of the rotation. Jordan Patoho was part of the rotation. Nana was part of the rotation. You had a really deep group. And this group is good, but not like a dominant group. The linebacking core is good, but it's not a dominant group. It's not as good as the 2018 linebacking core, even the 2017 linebacking core. It's not as good, as my opinion, as the 2012 or the 20, even the 2014 linebacker core before you had all the injuries uh, to Joe Schmidt, but the 2012 linebacking core. But what's different and what makes this arguably the best defense Notre Dame has had in the last 15, 20 years, arguably, got to see how they finish. But the reason why it's definitely better than, than 20, than 20, Definitely better than 19, definitely better than 18, and don't even get me started on 15. Well, I think it's the best is, is, than 2012, at least has a chance to be, is because of the secondary. When you have an elite secondary that can lock people down, it over it, it can. I've never seen a secondary impact the front seven as much as this Notre Dame secondary has. I, I just I haven't. You can't always rely on that. But if you can put an elite secondary on the field consistently, you're going to have an elite defense. And that's what Notre Dame is building. You're going to lose Cam Hart after this year. You're going to lose D.J. Brown. You're, you're going to lose Xavier Watts either this year or next year. He's gone after one of the next two. You've got some young guys coming in. You've got, obviously, Christian Gray and Micah Bell and Jaden Mickey and Leonard Moore's coming in. And you've got Cree Thomas committed. You've got Bronte Johnson and Kennedy Erlacher and – Tabron Benny Powell coming in. I love what I've seen from Adon Schuler so far. Ben Minnick played on Saturday, so he's clearly healthy. But this 25 class to me is, is, the, is the class that's going to kind of come in after a bunch of those kids are gone. Cam's going to be gone. Benjamin Morse is probably going to be gone. Xavier Watts is going to be gone. DJ Brown's going to be gone. Jade Mickey might be gone a, a year, probably gone a year after these guys leave. He'll be gone. They may only be on campus with Christian Gray for a year. If you think about it, when these kids show up, Christian Gray is going to be a junior. Would any of you be shocked if Christian Gray is so good 
in 2025 that he leaves as a true, true junior going to the NFL leader? I won't be. So it's so important that that 25 class be elite so that and, and have guys that can come in and play now because you are going to lose a lot of talent in the second and the next couple of years, and you've got to make sure that you're recruiting it with even as good or even better players. And, and I believe that this 25 secondary class has a chance to be really, really special. If they land any of the kids that I just broke down today, that's a really big pickup. If they can land three of the corners I talked about, especially if Dallas Golden is one of them, uh, if if you get Eth- Ivan Taylor and, and Jadon Blair, that's big time. But if you throw Ethan Long in there, that's also really good. So to me, it's got a chance to be special, but you got to close. That's the key. You've got to close on those players. You've got to close on Ivan Taylor. You've got to close on Dallas Golden. You've got to close on Mark Zachary. You've got to close on Devin Williams. You've got to close on Jadon Blair. And they're in a great position now, but they haven't closed on on those guys the way that they need to, or at least enough of them yet. But the chance is there for them to do it. And it's it's a it's a big year for Chris O'Leary. For Mike Mickens, it's like, dude, just keep doing what you're doing and you'll be fine. But for for Chris O'Leary, it's really important for him to close. And Chad, Chad Bowden is like just I mean, it's amazing how much these kids at safety and, and cornerback talk about him, especially the safety kids talk about him and the role that he's he's doing. And Marcus Freeman's doing a lot as well with this group. So really chance to close. Love the secondary class, but it's important. It, they need it. And it's not just about breaking it down just to break it down or just because Cree committed. This is such an incredibly important part of the 25 class because when you think about how much of the talent they're going to be losing from the raw, the current roster, by the time these kids are freshmen and sophomores, most of the current secondary is going to be gone. That's how crazy this whole thing is. It's going to be gone. And and that's the kind of say, the DB class that can say, we're not only going to just keep it going, we're going to be even better. And, and that's what Notre Dame has a chance to build. So that's going to do it for today's show, everybody. Do me a favor, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast. If you've not done so, you know, Thanksgiving present to me, if you haven't done so, is to sign up for the message boards at boards at irishbreakdown.com. Check out all of our, all of our free content at irishbreakdown.com. If I don't talk to you all again, have a wonderful, safe, happy Thanksgiving. I know for me, I'm thankful for all the things God is doing in my life right now and in my family's life right now, but I'm also incredibly thankful for you all. I I truly am. I'm not just saying that because it's Thanksgiving or I want you to sign up. I I do want all those things, but I truly am blessed and to have such a great group of people day before Thanksgiving. We got a couple hundred people in the chat, you know, in the show watching and and um, just engage. And I, I just really appreciate y'all very, very much. And, and I look forward to everything that we've got coming. But have a great day, day tomorrow. Enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. Enjoy being around your family. And just remember to be thankful for all the things that we have because we are still truly a very blessed people. And, and I know I'm very blessed. And uh, But also know that if you are going through a tough time, that there is a community out here. It's called IB Nation. Uh, that is there for you. Just reach out, ask for prayer. We do that prayer request on the board all the time. We do them in the show all the time uh, because you are truly cared for and you are truly appreciated and loved by me, uh, my team, my family. Uh, we are so appreciative of who you of, of what you guys are. So have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you all for being with, with this IB community. And we'll be back for a live show on Friday, one o'clock. Ryan and I are going to do our uh, keys to victory. We are going to do our prediction show saturday we're going to go live at 6 30 p.m eastern we're going to have a live show during the stanford games you definitely want to check that out it's gonna be a lot of fun so thanks everybody have a great day we'll talk to you again very soon on the irish breakdown podcast